we have so many untapped abilities within our brain, within our mind, that we don't even know the depth in which we can utilize our mind to turn it into some form of a weapon, whether for better or whether for worse. But this episode is going to encompass all of that because whether it's artificially created or it's done biologically, believe it or not, there is a direct link between the human brain, electromagnetic frequencies and pulses within the brain, how it communicates with the body and with savant syndrome, something called savant syndrome. Now, with that being said, there's a lot of things and a lot of advancements going on within the the industry of AI right now, and it's kind of scary as to what it can do. So it's kind of difficult for me to think of where I should start, but I'm just going to start because you got to begin somewhere, right? Now, it's been said that for about anywhere from 50 to 70 years that the United States government, as well as possible other governments like Russia and China, have had the ability to hack into the human brain. So before I forget this, let me just put this out very briefly and quickly. Many people who have been part of the so-called secret space program, which I've done episodes on, so I'm not going to get into it now, have said that they have been put into something called medbeds, which utilizes age regression uh, in order to sort of make you younger after they serve their 20, 30 years within the secret space program. Now, the episode, for those that are thinking of clicking away right now, is not about this. The epi- It's just to give an example of what psychotronic capabilities are out there. With that being said, there are different things that I want to talk about that all interconnect with one another. Now, to begin with, let's just start very, very simply and very basically, okay? Psychotronic or psychotronics is the ability, according to s3images.coraflot.com, is the ability using extremely low frequencies or ELF waves and other means to manipulate a person's emotions, thoughts, bodily functions, and their will, all from any given remote location. Using this technology, a person, or possibly an entire population, can literally be controlled like a robot with a remote control. Okay? And the question then becomes, how is this done? So again, from s3images.coraflot.com, and I quote, Earth is wrapped in a donut-shaped magnetic field. Just a quick side note, we know that, scientifically. Circular lines of flux continuously descend into the North Pole and emerge from the South Pole. The ionosphere, an electromagnetic wave conductor, 100 kilometers above the Earth, consists of a layer of electrically charged particles acting as a shield from solar winds. Natural waves are related to the electrical activity in the atmosphere and are thought to be caused by multiple lightning storms. This, guys, is where it gets extremely interesting because... If you take a look at my episode, which is called uh, Reaching a New Perspective, it talks about how the aliens which survived the Roswell crash discuss the fact that using this electromagnetic ionosphere around us, around the planet, they have the ability to put humanity in a state of amnesia. Okay, with that being said, it's very interesting to see that all of this technology utilizes electromagnetic frequencies. And I know I've been talking about that quite a bit, particularly in the last few episodes, but it just so happens. Literally, it's a coincidence that every topic I choose to discuss and research on prior to recording my episode, I realize, holy crap, it involves electromagnetic frequencies. 
Okay, and the same thing happens when someone is praying. For example, they've done studies, scientists, where they've noticed a massive spike in electromagnetic frequencies when they've had large amounts of people gathered outside of churches or places like the Vatican or mosques or many different places when Buddhists are meditating, when Buddhist priests are sort of trying to ascend their consciousness. All of the electromagnetic fields surrounding these people when they're doing that raises. So clearly, there's something here. Not only that, but there's a huge magnet encompassing the Earth, plus you have the ionosphere as well. So without getting off topic too much, the idea is that utilizing these capabilities through ELF waves, extremely low frequency waves, there may in fact be an influence on mass populations. It may in fact be happening to us right now. And what might be happening to us right now is again, what I just spoke about. The state of amnesia that humanity is always in. It, like I said earlier and in other episodes, it seems like every two, three, four, five thousand years, there's some sort of reset and humanity tends to forget what happened to them or what happened to them prior. I mean, we're discovering things now from literally hundreds of thousands of years ago that our tools and technology predates it to realizing that there were civilizations far more advanced than we had initially thought the human race could ever be at that point in time so far back. Okay. With that being said, there is another form of psychotronic terrorism as well. Uh, sorry, with, uh, psychotronic, uh, I guess you could say warfare or something like this. The idea is that, again, using ELFs, there's malicious software in the form of computer viruses, believe it or not, that use worms and Trojan horses that can be planted into a human brain. Now, we may have seen articles in the past where people have come out claiming that they got cancer from a computer or they were the first one to be, say, a compu computer virus affected them and their doctors couldn't explain it. But it kind of would make headlines for a little bit and then kind of disappear. So no one can really substantiate that. But the concept that it it's not possible in my humble opinion, is quite naive because it certainly is possible in some form or another. Now, the question then becomes, can you utilize computers to then imp implement or implant very quietly some form of communication to human beings without them knowing? The answer is probably yes. Now, more realistically, if you have seen the movie Transcendence, for example, I believe it's called Transcendence with Johnny Depp, where his physical body dies, but he's actually able to implant his consciousness into a bunch of computer software. So in theory, he still kind of lives on. Or if you've seen, for example, Man of Steel with Henry Cavill back in 2013, I believe it came out, Superman, where Russell Crowe plays his father and his father is actually dead physically in the physical world, but his consciousness is still alive on that particular spaceship, if you know what I'm talking about. Those are the kind of ideas that we're coming closer and closer to. Now, unless there's something being dramatically hidden and suppressed from us that has to do with influencing people or mass amounts of people on a broad basis through the use of psychotronic weapons, which may in fact be very possible, I think that we're at the cutting edge of it. And I think that a lot of it's being withheld from us. And for many reasons, political, business reasons, but also because... Again, anything, whether it's Tesla or freaking UFOs, anything having to do with electromagnetic frequencies and energies, it's like the government doesn't want the public to know about it. It's gotten to the point where those scientists within the public forum of academia don't receive that much funding to research electromagnetic frequencies. And it's sort of like things are controlled and 
a, a very smart intellectual by the name of Eric Weinstein has actually done a great job explaining this. He has a theory called DISC, which is Distribution Idea Suppression Complex. The theory is, to, to translate it in English for you guys, is that there are people put in charge, I guess you could say, so to speak, in the shadows, if you want to call it, a loose group of people of each major industry and academic subject that suppresses certain inventions from coming out. So it's kind of like when a scientist discovers something with electromagnetic uh, utilization. So say a scientist discovered how to teleport this pen from one place to another. There are people overseeing this this research because obviously someone's got to be giving the money and then the scientist wants to go public with it, but they can't. All of a sudden, the people above them who are funding them or the people representing the people that are giving the money or the groups giving the money, pay the scientist a boatload of money to stay quiet, and then they shut down the project because the scientist did what they wanted and got what they wanted out of the scientist, but it can't be public. It's kind of like no ways are going to go public, right? So anyways, the thing about all of this is that it's extremely interesting because when you take a look, for example, at different things like Neuralink, Elon Musk's brain, brain device, Aside from the technological and philosophical or the moral debates about them, the ethical debates about it as to whether or not people are comfortable with this type of technology being implanted in the brain, I think ultimately, and I'm not trying to discredit Elon Musk, but I think something like Neuralink is technology that was post-World War II, 40s and 50s kind of stuff that the CIA had. I think it's gone to the point where certain chips and software is not even needed. I mean, it could be utilized to take advantage of certain ELFs, extremely low frequencies, but I think it's gotten to the point where computer viruses can be, and I know this sounds crazy, but wirelessly infiltrated or wirelessly installed into people's bodies or in their minds to influence them in one way or another because the brain, particularly the emotional part of the brain, is simply the balance of different chemicals, of serotonin, of uh, many different things, right? And so ultimately, if you can control that through the usage of very electromagnetic low frequencies or extremely low frequency waves, then as long as you can figure out how to curate that, how to make someone go from being really angry to being really, um, really sad or really happy, you've essentially controlled the minds of the people or at least the target that you're trying to control. Right now, remote viewing and astral projection is a sort of form of this, I guess you could say, except that focuses more so within the psychological and spiritual aspect of things. So it's a little bit of a different situation. With that being said, I want to talk about something called savant syndrome. So if you haven't heard of savant syndrome, it's basically a syndrome that a lot of people with either Asperger's or uh, autistic people tend to tend to have now there are different types of savant syndrome i want to add so according to gaia.com it's common for those on the autistic spectrum to have incongruous gifts when it comes to music arts mathematic particularly those who are autistic or suffer from savant syndrome and things like this now again this has to do with down syndrome too because although there are different types of down syndrome and autism and things like that there are a handful of people out there who have extremely powerful psychological capabilities. And it's been argued that savant syndrome is a curse, but a blessing at the same time, because you have now given or unlocked the ability within the human brain to 
calculate things at the level five times, 10 times that of a supercomputer. And I know how insane that sounds, but I'll be giving you some examples uh, to give you an idea. Okay. So according to Gaia.com, the same article, and I quote, most people have heard stories about the prodigious skills that savants possess, and one can't bring up the topic without mentioning the movie Rain Man, which portrayed the life of Kim Peek, a mega savant who suffered from FG syndrome. Peek could hardly take care of himself and function as an adult, yet he could read two pages of a book in three seconds, completely retaining everything he read. Okay, now again, and I quote, those who have studied Savant syndrome believe it stems from damage to the central nervous system of the left brain, which is responsible for logic and language. In response, the right brain, where higher memory structures are formed, overcompensates for the lost connections. This leads to the overdevelopment of a particular sensory function and highly developed abilities related to lower memory structure where habits are formed. Okay, with that being said, there's different types. Now, certain people who experience brain injury who don't have autism at all can come down with a form of Savant syndrome. Certain people who have had brain injuries have literally been able to, and I'm not even joking, retain over a million pages of text and have it all memorized and be able to recite it as if they're reading it. And so it really makes you think, is there an untapped part of our brain that we don't use. Now, yes, the old saying goes that we only use 10% of our brain and some people dispute that fact and things like this. But there have been movies discussing these type of things and what could possibly happen. For example, the movie Lucy with Scarlett Johansson or I, I believe there were a couple other movies. Oh, the movie The Accountant with Ben Affleck. That would probably be a much more realistic version of someone with Savant Syndrome, at least in today's modern age, because he is autistic he has asperger syndrome from what i understand his character does and he's able to but he's incredibly smart at math and things like this and he can do tremendous calculations within very short periods of time okay and again that's the the movie the accountant with uh, with ben affleck and uh, some other great actors so i recommend you check that movie out as well because that's probably the most accurate representation of that and then we have, again, the accidental savants and then all those different things. Now, the question then became to many scientists studying this or attempting to study this is, are these abilities dormant or are they asleep in all of us? Okay, now, regardless of what people think, I believe that between the usage of energy spirituality and science i think there's so many untapped things that the human brain can do to the point where we know more about planet earth and we know more about space than we do about our own brains and we know more about the ocean than we do about our own minds and we don't even know everything about the ocean <laughs> so w when you look at it like that it really begs the question how i guess you could say unfamiliar or uh, naive are we with not understanding our own bodies and our own minds as well. I think we've tapped into certain things, particularly in the last handful of years, as a community of people to raise consciousness, but I don't think we've come anywhere close uh, our capabilities. Now, I don't want to make it seem like we might have some superpowers that we don't know about, but as science advances more and more, this actually seems to be the case, okay? So, then we have to ask too, what parts of savant syndrome really work that actually help 
advance the human body. Now, what they've been able to confirm, okay, according to the brainbank.scienceblog.com, is that calendar calculating, mathematics, mechanical or spatial skills, art, and music are the main ones. Okay, so people who have savant syndrome or suffer from some type of variant of it tend to be all of a sudden very good at playing the piano or playing the guitar or suddenly they go from being just an average IQ person to being able to calculate mathematics at a pace that even certain quantum physicists wouldn't even be able to keep up with. All right. And so then they're brought into their to the fields that they're respectively specialized in. And so, again, this begs the question do like is this even possible is this even possible now what scientists have found is they have found very fascinating evidence of electromagnetic low frequency stimulation okay again according to gaia.com same article is very large article and i quote working with healthy participants scientific researchers excuse me, used low-frequency magnetic stimulation, or RTMS for short, asking them to draw animals and faces from memory before, during, and immediately after 45 minutes of stimulation. As a control, two patients were given sham treatments, like fake treatments. They found that four out of the nine subjects had major changes in the way they drew their pictures, which, with several reporting heightened awareness in their surroundings after treatment. Many reported returning back to normal after 45 minutes, and one patient said he could barely recognize the illustration he made, even though he watched himself draw it, which just goes to show you that there are parts that our brains are familiar with that don't seem to at least inform our current consciousness when we're awake and we're around. Now, again, this is insane stuff because the potential is crazy. I mean, it makes things like... Neuralink seem kind of useless because it's like if we can tap into that part of our mind, we may actually be able to use part of our brain to help. I know this might sound a bit far fetched, but self heal. You're, if you're unfortunately uh, paralyzed from the waist down, for example, you might be able to heal yourself utilizing this uh, th- this ability within your mind using electromagnetic frequencies. Now, one last thing I want to mention, and I know I always kind of bring it back to this, but I think it's important to note, I'd I'd be remiss if I didn't mention it, is every time or most times people are abducted or something like this, they tend to see things that they know actually didn't happen. And this has been called supposedly a form of hacking into the brain, so to speak, and using some type of mirror imaging technology to make the brain think that it was somewhere else instead of being abducted on that actual ship, which is interesting because it seems that these beings, whatever they are, tend to use electromagnetic frequencies and ELFs, extremely low frequencies and and low frequential waves to sort of, I guess you could say, disorient the target or disorient the person that they've abducted. So their mind is sort of dormant or it's being deceived, thinking it's somewhere else, while the creatures or the aliens or whatever they are experiment or do what they need to do on this abducted human. And I know that sounds a little bit far-fetched and out there, but when you take a look at the eyewitness accounts and things like that, it really makes you think that this is actually a legitimate possibility. Also, if you include the people part of the secret space program that have admitted and come out and said, this is a legitimate thing. This is legitimate technology. 
it's been used on us in order for us to to be regressed in age it's also been used to heal parts of the body that have any type of issue whether it's paralyzation or an arm or a leg was chopped off and it gets regrown so many different things now there's also another question which is that if this type of technology is able to be utilized and harnessed and and focused in a certain way if any government has control of this this would be ultimately like the almost kind of like the know-all end-all sort of uh, weapon so to speak because as long as a certain country's enemies or adversaries didn't have this weapon or have access to this weapon you're talking about influencing mass populations of people okay it kind of makes things like Neuralink seem outdated which is why i was trying to say that it's been purported that they have had Neuralink based or Neuralink like technology since the 40s and 50s these are things that are way way um outdated for those within the government and the intelligence community so again we're looking at different things savant syndrome asperger's syndrome autism Neuralink. we're looking at a handful of different things psychotronic weapons psychotronic hacking being able to transfer the consciousness of the mind into say a computer system or having computer viruses actually being able to hack into the the human brain okay so let me know what you guys think i'm sorry if i was a little bit all over the place but it is a lot to cover and it's hard to go from one form of information or one i guess you could say proposal to another because ultimately at the, at the end of the day we don't know if these things are happening to us again like i mentioned at the beginning we don't know if the ionosphere and the magnetic donut so-called that encompasses the earth is a form it, it can be utilized and harnessed for a form of again teleportation levitation bending metal objects and turning it into nothing like my uh, recent episode about that as well about john hutchinson we don't know if it could be used for some type of influence on a living organism's personality not just humans but animals as well so let me know what you guys think and we will catch you next time because um yeah thank you